Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another digital citizen. Welcome around the flat earth. We are on. I am Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi. Every flat earther out there. Are we a flat earth broadcast now? I didn't know that. I was unaware. You didn't send me a memo. I didn't warn. Oh, I didn't warn you. No. <laughs> yeah, we're a flat earth podcast now. Mm hmm. That's 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 why we need to share the belief of flat earth around the world. We can't be doing this because considering how. Uh, governments are going after YouTube and everywhere else. If, oh, yeah. if we start saying we're a flat Earth podcast, they're going to go after the RSS feed <laughs> and just take down podcasts. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, That's anyways. True. To be honest, but yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, are you a happy guy today? I'm a happy guy today. Oh, yeah, I'm doing fine. My brain feels a little scram yeah. scrambly, feels a little egg-like today, but that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it shaken, not stirred? Uh, over easy. Uh, over easy. That's, like, my favorite yeah. kind of egg, I think. I don't know about you. Over yeah. easy is, the, like, is, like, the premium egg to me. I think a lot of people would be like, oh, mm. poach, that's the most, like, classy kind of egg. But, yeah. no, I think, I think yeah. over easy... I would go over easy every time. I I would go over easy, over poached. Some people don't like it because of the runny, the runny. Uh, love runny, right? Oh. People, some people hate the runny egg, but I uh, mm, I love mm, it. Mm. Dip a little toast in there, mm, good. Mm. Mm. Thanks for getting me hungry, Luke. right? <laughs> is it is it <laughs> breakfast yet? I don't even eat. That's the other thing. I don't eat breakfast, so when I have eggs, it's like. Uh, Usually dinner, like I'll do dinner, I'll do a breakfast dinner where I like make breakfast food, but it's dinner, right? I don't ever, I don't know, okay. do you eat breakfast? Are you a regular breakfast eater? I am, yeah. I'm never hungry in the morning. I, I force it in, in me. Oh, okay. I really do. I cannot, yeah. I can't I'm do like, it, like. I know, it's hard. Yeah. It, it is so incredibly hard, but I, I just do it. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember to sh share this podcast with your friends. We haven't said that in quite a while, so do it. Uh, let's talk about some news. Uh, US put 8,500 uh, troops on high alert. Uh, because uh, yeah, there's this Ukraine crisis. I know I I we have never talked about this before. So, cough cough. Yeah, thousands of U.S. troops were put on standby standby um, to deploy to Eastern Europe as fears of Russian a Russian ground invasion may uh, oh over Ukraine looms. Right, President Joe Biden' decision to alert the military units on Monday represents a change in the approach to the crisis as tensions worsen along the Ukrainian border. Mm, amid intelligence warnings that U 
Russia invasion of Ukraine could be imminent. The president is now considering moving these thousands of troops, naval ships, and warplanes into the Baltic states and some parts of Eastern Europe. Uh, in a separate announcement, NATO said Monday it was also moving additional ships, fighters, jets, and Eastern Europe. Oh, into Eastern Europe to defend its eastern flank. Okay. Hmm. So it's getting worse. Yeah, and uh, Jens Stoltenberg of NATO said NATO will continue to take all necessary measures to protect and defend all allies, including the reinforced forcing the eastern uh, part of the alliance. So it's not only that. And as a part of this uh, reinforcement, Denmark is plan planning to send a frigate to the Baltic Sea. Four F-16s jets to Lithuania. The Netherlands are deploying two F-35 fighters jets to Bulgaria and France. Prepare to send uh, troops to Romania. Um, should we take a bet? War? No war? Well, I guess you'd have to kind of define war, right? Ooh. What is it good for? Sorry? Yes? <laughs> because I mean, like, I, are you talking, a, like, a world war? Are you talking war, about war. a skirmish? You know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm talking war war. Well, I almost think a world war in this day and age is of, you know, a world war like we think of it as World War II, like pre-nuclear mm -hmm. pre era, is not possible in this day. Mm. When you have two nuclear powers, um, diplomacy almost has to uh, prevail. Otherwise, in a way, we're just risking destroying the entire world, right? I think the way we think of World War II, that was pre-nuclear bombs. And I don't think mm -hmm. that kind of world war can even happen this day and age. I don't know. Do you think that's possible? I think it's possible, yeah. I just, uh, I think a Cold War type war is possible. I don't see a world war being possible. Hmm. No, I, I guess not. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I think it's possible to do it without the nukes. I, I think it depends. It depends how 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 we def. Yeah, I guess it, def it depends how we we define it. Like. If if Russia tries tries to take over Ukraine and Ukraine and the allies of Ukraine attack Russia back, is that war? I think maybe it is, but and we're in a situation now that in any little accident could cause some kind of skirmish yeah. skirmish, which could turn into mm, a quote unquote war. Uh, mm -hmm. wartime um, There's situation. Uh, yeah. All that would have to happen is somebody flying a plane makes a mistake and crashes or shoots something they're not supposed to or somebody uh, right. drops their yeah. gun and it shoots somewhere it's not supposed to or whatever, you know. They, a yeah. little mistake right now on this border could have insane consequences around the globe. Um, yeah. Yeah, the just whole... keep 
Yeah, just keep Alex Baldwin away from the border, and we will be okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, he doesn't know how to use a gun very well, so it's probably a good idea to mm. keep any yeah. any actors uh, should probably mm. stay away from the border right now. Um, mm. Sorry for the, for that offensive joke, but it was a very funny. Joke. It was very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it says that uh, the U.S. has identified possible deployment of medical, aviation, transportation, and intelligence. Some of these forces were already on heightened posture and ready for deployment. Um, In some cases, the units will go from a 10-day prepared to deploy, and now they're at a 5-day. So we were already had these they were already on readiness. Now they're on high alert, I guess. Um, But what we're seeing is Tuesday... President Biden said that there will be no American forces moving into Ukraine as tensions flare over urgent threat of Russian military incursion. Uh, Mm. The U.S. and its allies have warned that a Russian invasion of Ukraine could be imminent as Moscow has 100,000 troops near the border of Kiev. Um, Biden's comments come a day after the announcement of readying up to 8,500 troops. Most of these troops would help NATO respond uh, the NATO response force, a multi multinational force that the alliance could help deploy in short notice. Um, the NATO force has not yet been activated. Right. I think one thing to yeah. point out here is like the Ukrainian government themselves are kind of like we don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't we don't yeah. want to ramp up tensions here. Uh, and the U.S. Uh, is ramping up tensions. Um, even NATO is kind of like, we're not ready to go this far yet. I think Germany is the most, they're like, we really don't want to like add to this situation and make it worse. But I think mm-hmm. they have like um, deals with Russia for like energy, uh, for like um, uh, natural gas and things like that, right? So... Uh, Germany is kind of, even though they're in NATO, they're kind of a, stand, a holdout in this situation, is what I understand. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's maybe what what gets me. It's like NATO is staying there and st- uh, kind of like keeping, or, or at least trying to keep the balance. It says NATO's Secretary General... Uh, said Tuesday that the alliance would not be sending combat troops to Ukraine. NATO will not deploy mm-hmm. NATO combat troops to Ukraine, Stolenberg told CNN. We do yeah. n- we need to be sure that there is no misunderstanding about our readiness and our commitment to protect our allies, uh, especially east uh, the eastern part of our alliance. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, That's what I said, yeah. But, of course, Ukraine isn't in NATO. That's another thing we should mention. <laughs> no, no. They, that's they kind of that's one of the big things here is that Russia doesn't want them yeah. to join NATO, and R- Ukraine isn't even saying they're going to join NATO, but NATO wants Ukraine mm-hmm. to join NATO, and then the U.S. Yeah. is like, uh, we're going to go in and send all these troops into Eastern Europe, but they're saying not into Ukraine, but what about all the mm-hmm. other countries that border Russia <laughs> in Eastern Europe? What about Norway? Are they sending troops to Norway mm-hmm. by any chance, bro? Yeah, they are. Of course they are. That would be my guess. You already have lots of American troops there. And I remember a few years ago, we even covered on this podcast when Russia was like, hey, 
maybe don't have U.S. troops on our border in Norway. And mm. nor there was a big mm. spat between the Norwegian government and the Rish Russian government over American troops in your country. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah. But uh, yeah, no. But uh, Norway is doing their thing for peace this this month. That's for sure. Uh, because uh, this is good. I. I yeah, this the is Norwegian amazing. government. Yeah. This is amazing news. Uh, Taliban delegation traveled to Norway for human rights talks. Yes, Norwegian government is uh, doing their part uh, this uh, month, that's for sure. Uh, because the Taliban is in Norway. Yes, that's actually 110% true. Norwegian media is upset by this. Uh, Obsessed, <laughs> not, oh, not obsessed, uh, okay, but obsessed, <laughs> obsessed by this. Uh, but because uh, they are here to try talk about uh, human rights, uh, mostly because the United States has uh, put insane sanctions on Afghanistan and people there are starving to death uh, because of the U.S. Uh, and the. Uh, I think it says, it uh, let's read here so we have it. The Taliban and Western governments have begun their first talks in Europe. Uh, Closed-door meetings took place in snow-capped mountains above uh, the Norwegian capital, I assume Oslo. Uh, mm -hmm. Taliban representatives will be certain to press their demands as nearly $10 billion was frozen by the United States and other Western countries. Uh, and they want it to be released as Afghanistan faces precarious human humanitarian situations we are requesting them to unfreeze our at, at or the afghan assets and not punish ordinary afghanis because of a political discourse a taliban delegate said sunday night because of the starvation because of the deadly winter i think it's time for international communities to support afghans and not punish them because of our political disputes yeah I mean, this is uh, like I am so amazed that this has happened. I am really, really, really amazed. I, I it warms my Norwegian heart that everybody is talking so nice about this. Uh, it says uh, ahead of the talks, Western dis diplomats met with women's rights activists and human rights defenders about the demands. The meeting was attended by representatives from the EU, the US, Britain, France, Italy, and was hosted by Norway. The three-day mm. talks opened on Sunday with direct meetings between Taliban and uh, Western representatives. Mm -hmm. on, on Monday, the Taliban acting foreign minister spoke to reporters saying the meetings uh, with Afghan civil society were not a no negotiation, but rather a constructive exchange is what they're calling it okay whatever that means <laughs> yeah no but uh, i mean that they are willing to come to norway at at least have these conversations with the norwegian state that is also i i i feel very impressed by the taliban as well like i i i i find find it strange uh that people are so some people are very upset about this. I can understand that, but but they kind of have to look away uh, from that. Uh, the Taliban is a terrorist uh, uh, group. movement. Right, group. Okay. Thank you. Yes, 
and kind of focus on that they are actually interested in having these talks in the first place. Yeah, yeah. They're they said the Western powers are likely to put rights of women's women and girls in Afghanistan high on the agenda, along with West reoccurring demand for the Taliban administration to share power of Afghani's mm, ethnic and religious groups. Right, so uh, putting women's rights on the table as like a a bartering chip for the for this fund mm-hmm. you know which i guess is um definitely needed uh and you know obviously under a taliban regime being like a christian or being anything like that is not acceptable either so that's another thing they're looking at um mm-hmm. yeah it's terrible what is happening in afghanistan right now as far as our sanctions on them just murdering oh, yeah. murdering civilians that didn't really do anything to us or hurt us in any way yeah. just yeah. because of uh, the Taliban o- overtaking this country, which uh, by all accounts, we knew when we left the Taliban was going to take over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. By every, every <laughs> at all. Yeah. We have to put a exclamation point behind that because you knew and you still left. So... <laughs> I just hope these talks will lead something to something concrete, and that's what I really hope. Uh, yeah, I just hope the uh, the people that are suffering for literally no reason uh, don't don't have to suffer anymore. That's the most important thing to me. Yeah. Amen. Uh, talking about good news, Assange wins first stage in an effort to appeal to the U.S. Uh, to be extradited. This is amazing news. Yeah, it's a small victory, but WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange on Monday won the first stage in his effort to overturn the UK ruling uh, that might open the door for extradition to the US. Uh, The High Court in London gave Assange permission to appeal the case to the UK Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court must agree to accept the case before it can move forward. Uh... Assange's fiance Stella Morris said, "Make no mistake, we won in court today. Uh, we will win. We will fight until the until Julian is free. The Supreme Court normally takes about eight sitting weeks after an application is submitted to decide whether to accept or uh, or deny the appeal. Mm. So we got like two months to wait on this." Uh, this decision is the latest step in Assange's long battle to avoid trial in the U.S. on a series of charges related to uh, publication of classified de- documents more than more than a decade ago. Right. Hmm. So yeah, that's uh, we're not really sure the- if this is going to help. Like, this could be nothing because the Supreme Court could just deny this completely. But. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a move in the right direction for sure. Yeah, let's hope it it goes through. Uh, I just want Assange out of prison. That's all I really want. Uh, I don't think that will happen, sadly. But uh, they are slowly but steadily trying to kill him. So even his I, brother, who you know has been uh, defending. Julian, his brother has come out and said that he just, he thinks they're uh, dragging this on specifically to just try to kill him in in Belmarsh prison and doing this on purpose and these eight weeks uh, 
you know, that's a long time to be stuck in, like, solitary confinement, even though he's been in there for years, so. Couldn't agree more. Uh there's uh, the CIA report that has come out, and uh, it says that there's no link between her uh, linking Havana syndrome to a foreign country. So I guess it's grasshoppers or whatever. Right. The CIA investigation investigation found no evidence uh, that a foreign country was responsible for Havana syndrome. Uh, most of the il- illnesses appear related to previous undiagnosed medical conditions. Or stress, Fro. Hmm. Uh, This is according Hmm. to an interim report by the CIA. However, the CIA emphasized that it's still investigating around two dozen of the over 200 cases that they still cannot explain. Uh, Some of the tough... This is from a CIA official spokesman. Some of the toughest cases remain unsolved. We have so far not found evidence of a state actor involvement in any of the incidents, though. The official added Hmm. uh, that has not ruled out uh, the actions of a foreign actor, though. Hmm. But they have no evidence of any foreign actor doing any of this, and that only 12-something... What did it it say? Uh, A dozen or so haven't been explained, but hundreds of the cases were explained by... um, Previously undiagnosed medical conditions or uh, caused by stress. So um, that sounds mm. not like a ray gun mm. from a, from Russia to me. Mm. No, but look, we can still blame Russia because they are the one that's giving you stress. You say? <laughs> oh, okay. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you might be right. Uh, mm-hmm. The CIA found that most of the symptoms could be attributed to ailments that had not previously been diagnosed. Some may be linked to stress or environmental factors, the report found, but there are still unresolved cases. Some of the CIA officers and diplomats believe Russia was likely responsible, uh, but the Russians have denied this. In the 1970s and 80s, the U.S. government regularly complained about the Soviet... Oh, that the Soviet Union was beaming microwave radiation at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. This is an old... Yeah. Uh, old, like, conspiracy theory from the 70s and 80s, it seems Mm -hmm, like. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. President Biden signed into law last year a comprehensive uh, bill uh, for the victims of Havana Syndrome and calls the payment plan uh, to be established by April. Okay. Mm -hmm. The CIA report now raises questions of who will qualify for payments from this plan. That makes sense. Because these people who they found out that, like, it, oh, you just, uh, you didn't have Havana Syndrome, you actually just have diabetes, uh, and you didn't know that, so (laughs) you're not getting money from us, I think is the thing here. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) You know that diabetes you get from this, uh... Havana syndrome, yeah. It's very, very dangerous. Well, I mean, that, that's the whole thing. It's like, uh, they're saying, like, a lot. most of these were, like, stress or previous medical conditions that, you know, just mm. po- popped up, and then the person assumed because they're a diplomat or they're in the CIA or whatever, and they've been 
told, oh, a lot of people are getting sick from Havana syndrome, then they mm. believed they, they had Havana syndrome. So in a way, this actually um, adds credence to my and, my and a lot of other people's theories that um, it's a hysteria that's being caused by um, pushing the idea that the Havana syndrome is real, and then you get a, sick from something completely different and then believe you have Havana mm-hmm. syndrome, right? So, Havana, na, na, na. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Crickets. You know, crickets. Yeah. Let's uh, drastically shift gear to something uh, interesting. Uh, Brian Laundry claims responsibility for killing Gabby uh, Patito. Is that her last name? Mm-hmm. Patito? Yeah. Uh, in a notebook. Uh, yeah, so uh, we know that uh, Brian Lordney killed himself uh, after killing Gabby. Uh, it's it's sad that the family will never get true justice, but uh, I guess this will help them in one way because he's claiming responsibility even though he... It's dead. He's dead. And there was already questions of, like... Remember at the time, it was like... The the parents were like, oh, we think he might be here. And then they just happened to find this backpack near his body. And then that led them to the body. And then in this backpack, they found this notebook that happened to... uh, um, Have in it... uh, some line that we have obviously we, we haven't sealed but it says a review of the notebook revealed written statements by mr laundry claiming responsibility for mrs petito's death or miss petito's death sorry um mm. so a lot this is adding to conspiracy theories that the parents planted evidence um yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know if that's true or not but people uh, people mm, that's adding to that conspiracy theory. You know, when it walks like a duck, <laughs> talks like a duck, it's probably a freaking duck. Uh, that is my my theory. It says the FBI's yeah. Denver office has sent out a timeline in the investigation saying that before discovering the remains in Florida in the Florida wetland in October, agents had already discovered the backpack, gun, and notebook that all belonged to him. So that's mm. um, the theory was always that that the body and the um, backpack were found in the same day at the same time, and mm. what the FBI is saying that they found the backpack, gun, and notebook before finding uh, his remains, and that right. they so they already obviously they already knew that he was responsible Killed if him. they had already yeah. found the notebook, and this is just yeah. being released obviously now. So yeah. Um, in my mind, that takes away the the idea of the parents putting the notebook there, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's it's uh, it. Uh, it's very it's very hard to to find find this out right now because it's after the fact, the matter of fact. So it is weird that the uh, police would release this so so far in advance after finding out Mm. like obviously they found out about this like yeah before they even found the body probably yes um another thing that came out is that there was they were investigating whether he was responsible for also killing two other people in Mm. utah i believe and uh the police have come out and said that he 
Brian Laundrie was not responsible for killing two other people, even though he was okay. considered a suspect for a while, I guess. So, okay. yeah, I think this uh, story is finally wrapped up to a degree, mm. I guess, right? So, I mean, yeah. this uh, Gabby Petito thing, when we did our biggest scandals of last year, was, mm. I don't know, it was on our short list of, like, it could have been in the mm. tournament, but it didn't quite make it, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hey, look, you're a stupid son of a bitch. Oh, am I? Okay. Yeah, I I am going to say that because I'm 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 not I'm not like Biden and thinks that I don't have a microphone instead of in front of me. Oh, Biden called someone a stupid son of a bitch. Yes, he did. <laughs> this is this is maybe. My favorite thing of this week. Uh, yeah, uh, President Biden's irritation with questions from Fox News is starting to break through the surface. Um, as Biden in the last week has snapped twice at reporters and was caught on live mic on Monday describing the network's White House correspondent Peter Ducey in a decidedly impolite term. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. After a question about inflation, which is widely seen as cutting into the president's approval ratings, uh, Ducey asked Biden on Monday, will you take a question on inflation? Do you think inflation is politically a political liability ahead in the midterms? Uh, Biden said, no, it's a great asset into the microphone. More inflation. Uh, what a stupid son of a bitch, he said. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. nice of him to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Biden. I mean, uh, let's see. We can go to that uh, video up here if you want to, and we can watch it. Sure. It's just the first, what, uh, 15 seconds or so, 20 seconds yep. of this video. So give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, play. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son. Well, they beeped it, obviously, but obviously in real time it was not beeped, and I don't necessarily mm. think bitch is even... I'm pretty sure you can say bitch all you want on regular uh, network television. Oh, so yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, why yeah, they no. would beep bitch. Why, but why they beeped it is... is, is if it is was referring to a woman, I guess I could see that, because it would be... Yeah sexist but he's he's not he's not using it as a derogatory sexist in a sexist way no no right so in that i don't yeah that's just they're just being overly cautious at the hill yeah uh, obviously yeah but uh yeah no i i i uh i uh i saw it and i i i laughed (laughs) pretty hard because i was thinking to myself like uh okay uh this is it's very unprecedented like but uh i i guess uh people have said worse things like grab them by the pussy so there's also that well biden is also the guy that called the one dude fat uh during remember oh yeah that's true (laughs) he is known to have a temper off Mm. uh outside the camera lens you know like uh Mm. when people confront him it seems that biden kind of loses it sometimes he mm-hmm. he has uh, a short fuse is that the best way to put it yeah yeah 
So here's uh, usually where I bring up something that Thron is going to tell the truth about. Oh, I just got, uh, I just got it. I, I know, okay. I know that you you got it because okay. he told me that you got it. Okay, good. But uh, uh, I can't make small talk about it because I haven't listened to it, so I have no clue what it is. I about. have got the title of it though. I haven't listened to it either because okay, I liter it literally just came through forty minutes ago. Um, support Ukraine is all it says. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I agree with that you should support Ukraine. <laughs> just don't support them with uh, bombs. Uh huh. And the guns. It's in your head. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. Let's talk about a subject I don't often talk about. I'll be talking about it in the past, but we have to see that it can be the first war under Biden. Well, Biden is an old hawk in the strategic game, um, and he supported the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, so even if he pulls out of Afghanistan, well, it's looked like a new war. And I know a lot of people say, hey, Russia isn't that bad. Russia feels threatened. Uh, Europe and NATO is the aggressive part. Well, no, that's fucking bullshit. And let's have a little history lesson now. After World War II, half of Europe was under communist rule. Well, there were countries, but what what they call what's called the satellite state. That means they basically was. A was run from Moscow. A lot of states who now come, who was under Russia, we didn't see them. They were just anonymous republic occupied. So, what, what, what else did Russia did get? Or the Soviet Union was called at that time. They got a lot of fucking countries. Estonia, Latvia, and Litauen. They even got a part of Poland. So Poland had to push their border west. And when the Polacks tried to rise against the communist regime in the 50s, Russia was there with troops. When Hungary tried to do it, they were there with troops. When Czechoslovakia did it, they were there with troops. Even when Lithuania tried it in the beginning of the 90s, they were there with troops. But that this time they had to pull out because of international pressure and a new president called Gorbachev. If people say to me, like, it's understandable that Russia is so aggressive, I will say, you're full of fucking shit. I, it looked like somebody saying, like, you hate American foreign policy. Therefore, when America stands on one side and another country stands on the other, Russia, America, I mean, always is wrong. But this reality isn't that easy. Russia has already threatened tons of their countries, neighbor countries. They already taken a part of Ukraine and support rebels inside Ukraine with weapons. And they want parts, those parts too. How much can you give? How much should you suspect? And how much will you grant Putin? Yes, NATO have established themselves in the east of Europe. They have. But they haven't been a threat to you. They come there because they were asked to. When We can go a little more years back in history. Not many years ago, Ukraine tried to do a, a treaty with Europe. That was a trade. Well, what would Russia answer? Well, they threatened them. 
and they even tried to kill their president. They're trying to poison him. They threaten for former citizens of the country, living in other countries. Not far away, not for long ago, they tried to, to kill a person in Britain. He was a critic against Putin. They tried to kill him in Britain. So who is the part here who's aggressive? I had it with Russia for so long now. Or did I mention the part why they have a border to Norway? They probably took a part of Finland. Yeah. We see these things all the time. Russia had those horrible wars. Yes, Russia had been attacked by Western countries. But Western countries and Eastern European countries have been attacking each other and been to war with each other dozens of times. <laughs> we had the 100-year war, the 30-year war, revolution, killings, First World War, Second World War, trouble in the Balkans, trouble fucking everywhere. Russia has not been worse than anybody else. They have also been treated like shit, like everyone else. That's the power of the power, that's the power struggle we had in Europe for centuries, for centuries and centuries. I've, I'm I Biden now. We should we shall stand up against Russia. We should stand up and support the Ukraine, Ukraine, one hundred and ten percent. And people on the left who think that's a bad idea and go fuck themselves. This was Tron. Tron tells the truth. Have a fucking nice evening. That was uh, Tron telling the truth of whatever he said. <laughs> See what I did there? All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, he said yes. St stuff. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't listened to it yet, so we don't know. <laughs> hey, thank I you. saw. Thank you, Tron. One of the. Yeah, thank you, Tron. Uh, I saw one of the worst TV shows in quite a while uh, this week. Okay. Uh, leave it to Jeeves. Jeeves. Jeeves? Like. No, G E G E. G G? It's G. Then two E's, and then G, and then E again. And it's in one word. Jeej. That's what she, she says. She, okay. Is. Sounds like Gigi yeah. to me, but... Uh. But uh, this is a lifetime documentary reality show. Okay? Listen to this description. Okay. An Atlanta single mother of two, twice the worst breast cancer survivor that is also an advocate for autism acceptance provides the glimpse into the chaos and charm of uh, this authentic modern family filmed with love and laughter, Luke. That's... <laughs> modern family like the TV show Modern Family? Or... <laughs> Or, or, or the or modern I family, have, right? Or the modern family, like, like I have a boyfriend in the UK that smokes cigars and is twice my age. What? Okay, random. Mm -hmm. So is this a British show or? No, it's okay. an American. It's it's on it's on Lifetime. Look, one of the best documentary channels in the world, of course. Right. Lifetime. Yes, you know, lifetime the amazing. quality, 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 <laughs> quality show. But uh, you know, this is this is hmm, not only is it abysmal, but it gives a very 
strange view of like people with autism. So there's that. So weird. Okay. Uh, what was it called again? Leave it to Jeez. Right. Jeez. Okay, because yeah. I, I saw a show called As We See It on Amazon. Um, uh-huh. Also kind of about autism. Uh, yeah, I also saw this. <laughs> so I was like, wait a second, is this the same show, maybe, possibly? No. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, this show was pretty good, I thought. I thought. Uh, as we see it, what did I mean? Did you like it? What did you think about this? Yeah, I I really liked this. Okay, uh, I thought the acting was good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the representation of the different uh, spectrums of autism that because it's got three different people who are on the spectrum, and then it has the caretaker who's one character, and then the brother of one of the people, uh, the woman. That, is that all the characters, or am I forgetting somebody? Mm-hmm. I think no. that's it. that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. And it seems like the probably the caretaker and the brother are going to have some type of romantic relationship. Like they seem like they're kind of standoffish, but uh, right there at the end of episode one, if you finished episode one, uh, mm-hmm. he was looking at her kind of in a oh she's really nice to my sister and really kind and very like i'm seeing her in a different light he looked at her in like that way did you get that at all mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. uh yeah overall it was, and it was so good to see john uh, mantanga is something else than law and order special victim unit oh is that what he's from i mean i've seen yeah. him in other movies actually he's probably been in a number of lifetime like christmas movies to be honest um but uh i thought everybody was pretty good in this um it didn't see really any negatives yet in it. Um, no, it's really good. I went into it kind of afraid that it was going to have a see a music problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they were respectful, and did, there's no um, mm-hmm. uh, degra- degrading <laughs> parts or anything like that, right? Uh <laughs> So yeah, overall, there's no musical numbers. That's why it's good. <laughs> I don't know. What would you give this? I'd probably give it a seven. I would give it a six point five. I have it a six point five. Okay, almost seven. Yeah, I really liked it too. I I do agree. Uh, let's go to Supernatural Academy. I guess I saw this uh, on oh, you Peacock. Did? On the Peacock. <laughs> That's how you say it. Yeah, uh, it is about uh, this uh, girl called Misha that has been living in the human world and she has supernatural powers that she is aware of. Uh, and uh, stop me if you have heard this story before, but she's uh, taking to a magic school. Yep. Um. <laughs> in another, like, she goes through a portal <laughs> from the real world into another world where there's a magical school, school. filled with people mm. who have magical powers. Hmm. <laughs> no, I've never heard any stories like this before. Totally original. So original. <laughs> but uh, she's taking against her will, Luke, so there's, there, that's, that's the original part. Yeah. I mean, kind of against her will. Well, <laughs> kind of. Because her mother takes her, right? So it's not really yeah. against her will. It's like she has to go because she's being what? Uh, people are trying to kill her. Which I guess that's right. kind of what happens in Harry Potter as well. But uh, sure. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, this is animated, and uh, and the animation in this is um, how do I put this? Superb. <laughs> I'm reading a thing from Deadline right here. It says uh, it's a it's a ya animated series. Is this a young adult? Oh, is this is this it's... young adult? <laughs> I didn't think it was young adult. No, this is made for like. 12 year olds right yeah yeah yeah. i'm sorry there's no way this is for people who are like 16 (laughs) to 19 16 yeah no 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 way (laughs) no 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 like this is on the level of kids who would watch brats like the brats tv show it's like on that same uh wavelength yeah quality yeah (laughs) yeah no this is a shit show uh i watched two episodes and i'm out um I, I don't really know how I, how I got through it. I was so fucking be- uh, bored by this. It's like, this was so incredibly boring. Uh, yeah, I mean, it felt, like I said, it felt like a cartoon made to sell toys, very similar to Bratz. Um, like, they're going to have dolls of all these characters. Uh... The, there really wasn't anything interesting with the story. It's kind of a very big ripoff, like you said, of Harry Potter. It is mm-hmm. also based off of a series of books, also. Oh, so, okay. Uh, again, probably those books were probably all stolen from the idea of Harry Potter. So, yeah, the whole thing is pretty bad. I gave it a, what? Mm, I'll probably give it a 2.5. Oh, you're too nice. I gave it a 2. <laughs> yeah, I could probably be co- uh, convinced to go that low, I guess, but um, that's what I—that's what I'm giving it. Um, let's see, I saw True Story with Ed and Randall, <laughs> also from Peacock. Peacock. Uh, did you see this? Yes, I did. It's a show. I, it's a show about... It's sure, it's a show. It's like a story, like it's these <laughs> two, two celebrities sitting down with a random-ass person to tell a story, which is supposed to be like a super interesting story. The first one is somebody it's breaking not, into yeah. the Super Bowl, uh, and it's and they're like... Mm-hmm. The, pro, the real thing issue I had with this was them acting like... Oh, this is so interesting. It's the most interesting story I've ever heard. And, and I'm going like, you can't honestly think this is that interesting the way you're the way you're actually talking about it and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand like the reasoning behind making this show other than that Peacock was like, we have this concept of like a show and we um, we want to create something with the, with Ed Randall, a, a celebrity who we have like on staff or something. Like, what was mm-hmm. what was the thought process in creating this show? <laughs> I don't know. It felt like the pouring with the Wendabeek uh, show that we saw last year, just with less celebrities. <laughs> Which show last year? Vanderbeek. I don't remember that. Yeah, whatever her name is. The the Let's Drink and Talk Celebrity Gossip show that we saw last week. Uh, last year. Uh, uh, Overserved with Lisa Vanderbeek. Overserved, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't even compare it to that because they don't... It's not like they... It's not like a mukbang like that show was. They're no, just no, no, no. sitting in this like man cave looking and I put that in air quotes <laughs> looking like room, kind of like a cigar room or something. This yes. you know what this show felt like? 
It felt like a show that would have been on Spike TV in 2002. <laughs> if this was on Spike TV in 2002, I would not blink. I wouldn't blink an eye. <laughs> oh, that is so perfect, the description. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, bad. I give it a three. I don't think it was as bad as Supernatural Academy, no, but it was no, still it wasn't. A, no. just pointless. And, like, I'm sitting, I watched it. Mm. And I actually, watching Supernatural Academy, it was like, okay, there's a story, it's going, whatever. Like, if I was um, to watch more episodes of this show, I would just inevitably just forget about them in a week and never remember that I had mm. seen this. It's just forgettable and pointless, yeah. Mm. Well, let's talk about forgettable and pointless. Uh what what is this bird peacock this week? Uh, meddling. Uh, this is a <laughs> documentary about Canadian fi- uh, figure skating. Uh, I mean, uh, so it is about this pair called Jemmy Sali and David Palier losing a gold to some Russians. Okay. During the two thousand and two Winter Olympics. Okay. And there is an organized like crime scandal uh, spanning two continents. And I went into this thinking this would be a very cool documentary. Uh, Brittany uh, Baxter is in it, Uh, but this is this is shit. (laughs) This is terrible. Okay. This is uninteresting, and I have. Absolutely no fucking clue what this thing was about. Maybe, maybe if it wasn't about figure skating, I would give two fucks, but I don't. Uh, so is it like a documentary in the sense that like they do interviews with people, or is it a documentary as in like they actors are playing the original characters? Actors, okay. Yeah. Um, I I didn't even hear about this show, so yeah. Um, Terrible. But I, I will give it a two. Yeah, a two. Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty bad. A uh, single drunk female on Freeform. Yeah, on Freeform. Pew, 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 pew. Freeform is a weird channel. They just, they have the most random selection of TV shows on this channel. Like, there's no real cohesive idea of what this channel is supposed to be. But this show no, but I, was this kind show of I liked. Yeah, kind of good. I, I really yeah. like the acting. The storyline's kind of uh, it's. I don't uh, like. I don't see where the where it's going. Right? There's no right. like the only okay. So uh, what it's about is a w- woman who makes a huge mistake when she gets really drunk one night at huge. what a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Um, bachelorette party. She causes big chaos basically to happen because she gets too wasted uh Mm. so she wants to get sober because you know she has her uh, come to moment where she wakes up and realizes all the crazy terrible shit she does when she's drunk uh and so it's about her what journey through sobriety Uh, she joins Mm -hmm. uh what is it called the aa she does she's Mm. she's going through the 12 steps or whatever so she has a uh, sponsor, who's the probably the worst sponsor I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> She's terrible. 
uh, she's going yeah. to meetings and she moves back in with her mother and her mm. mother is kind of like not her mother is getting into a new relationship and so her mother's mm. kind of like I don't need I don't need my uh, 30-year-old daughter moving back in with me right now I'm trying to move on with my life um mm. Yeah, I mean the show the acting is really good. I just the storyline I don't like there's no real the who's the who's the uh, antagonist other than her drinking. That's the antagonist, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to say I have never seen this actor before, Sophia Black Dialia. The main She's character? Amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've seen you have to have seen her have or something. I? I I would think so. Okay, but she's really, really good, and her mom is also very, very good. And uh, yeah, no, I just really, really like this. This is one of my favorite uh, shows this week, to be honest. Uh, she remember the Mick, which was like that show uh, that was not really a spinoff of Always Sunny, but it had um, the main female character from Always Sunny in it, yes, playing yeah, like yeah. a. Very similar character, the character she played in Always Sunny. Uh, yeah. This girl was the daughter in that show. Ah. That's, like, the thing that okay. I remember her most from. Because I really uh, liked that show, and it never came back. Um, I, I think she also was in the other version of Gossip Girl, if I don't... Maybe, yeah. Uh, yes, she was. 2007, 2012, she was one mm. of the... She was gossiping as a girl. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I'd, I actually think I like this a little more than you. I, 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 I think this it gets a seven actually for me. Uh, I give it a five point five. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's like I said, the acting is really good. It just like the story isn't that engaging to me, even though like mm -hmm. a lot of it's really interesting. I just don't like. There isn't really any mystery to it. There's not any, like, intrigue. It's just, like, um, will she get her life back together? Like, so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a really good show. It, I just, it doesn't pull me in, I guess is my point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw uh, Fraggle Rock Back to the Rock. Oh, is this out already? I didn't know. Yeah, but it's on... A place that you don't look at things. Oh, all right, that's why. Is it on? Yes, it's on it's Disney, on. right? No, Dis it's on Apple Plus. Oh, really? Doesn't Disney own yeah. like all the Jim Henson stuff? No. Oh, no. I thought they did. Interesting. But yeah, no. Uh, I had such a nostalgic feeling for this. I have to say this. Uh, this really uh, was very, very good. Uh, it is. Probably the perfect reboot. Uh, I think I have never seen a, a so good reboot in my entire life. Really, really enjoyable. Funny. Uh, very heartwarming. I recommend this to everyone. This is actually going to get a 9. Really, really loved it. Did they just stick with all the same character names and all the same characters and... Or do they change change stuff up? They change things. They, they change things up, but uh, yeah. Like the it Swedish is the Swedish chef still in it, and offensive to Swedish people. 
You have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, well, I, I, I will wait till I see it in, like, five years or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I saw uh, was Promised Land on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw this, I assume? Mm-hmm. It was kind of like one of the bigger shows that came out this week. Mm-hmm. I did not like the show. I don't know how you felt about no. it. No. Um, it's about a wine vineyard, right? That's owned by this one man, and this woman wants to steal it from him. It's a family-owned business, so there's, like, the whole family is involved. One of the stepsons is trying to kind of backdoor steal the vineyard from the father through this woman. Uh, it's, a pa- mean, it's, it's a power struggle yeah. show, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a very good family drama with way, 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 way too much, like, soap opera. It is very soap twists. opera. Oh, my God, it's it soap is opera. So, so I wouldn't even call it, yeah, if, like, soap operas uh, don't really exist as, like, a concept anymore, but this is the closest yeah. thing to a soap opera that still kind of oh. exists. It's just, the only thing that's different from a soap opera is that the, the, uh, cinematography is better right mm-hmm. it's not shot on a on a stage with a crappy camera and done in mm-hmm. one take but other than that it's completely a soap opera yeah it, it gives me dallas and dynasty vibes <laughs> definitely dynasty for sure i see that because <laughs> yeah. it's that family str- the family struggle for power and like each family member is they're all kind of backstabbing each other right yeah um yeah. Yeah, this show, I I just don't like these kind of shows. Like, I don't care about your rich problems, right? These are like 1% problems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and the only thing is that I I feel there's this very, like, uncomfortable balance of stereotypes. And, uh, like, this, like, immigrant Uh, Oh, right, right, okay. I didn't even mention that, because, like... Randomly, we also have this one storyline in it about this uh, oh. three immigrants coming across the border, right? They mm-hmm. they have a coyote who brings them across the border, and then they get they uh, get away from the uh, from ICE or police or something are trying to get them. Mm-hmm. They get away, and then they almost get kidnapped and sold into uh, as sex sex slaves. Like th- what? Mm-hmm. That storyline is completely separate from like the rest of it. But it's also somewhat connected right at the end of the first episode. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very soap opera. That's, I mean, that's yeah. the best way. It's just like, if you like yeah. soap operas, you may love this. If you like Dallas or Dynasty, you might mm-hmm. like this. But I don't like those shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I give it a... I still have to give it like a four. I don't want to like go too yeah. low because the acting is still decent no. and the cinematography is still good. I, I, I do agree with that. I, I think I will land on uh, four as well. I will say that one of the things that brings it up a little notch for me is that that it's very, like, Latino-inspired. And I like that. I I like that it's, like, with Latino makers and and people are making this uh, out of things that uh, is very good. I'm a big fan of Uh, Bellamy Young, also, who plays the kind of the villain of this. She's very good. Uh, yeah, you know, in a lot of things, and I like her in this as well. So, uh, okay, the last thing I saw uh, that we didn't talk about was the Gilded Age on HBO, 
This is a period drama that is one of the most boring shit things I have seen in quite a while. Uh, It's it's supposed to be uh, the backdrop of of a story that begins in the 1800s, late 1800s. Right. And uh, it's like this, uh, about this uh, orphan daughter that is a, a, a daughter of this union general that moves to New York City and it's it's just incredibly trite incredibly not fun and extremely extremely boring it it, it feels like it's it's just it feels like sheer agony like really <laughs> okay like like because it's like it's stinky rich New New Yorkers in the eighteen hundreds. Like, who the fuck cares? Well, I mean, the, the Gilded Age is like somewhat considered like the time period of like when the 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 separation of like the rich Americans and then the poor poor class. But it's so boring. Look, it is. It's like it's Downton Abbey, but even more boring. Yeah, it, like, that, I yeah. saw the commercial for this. I didn't watch it, obviously, because I really could care less. And it's on HBO but, uh, Max, so I'm not going to watch but it. it. But, like, it looks uh, like Downtown Abbey or what's another? Yeah. Upstairs, Downstairs, maybe. If you like those kind of shows, you'd like this, maybe. And there's no credibility in this. It's just, it's just like, there's no human life there. It just feels like... Yeah, it's just it like, looks like a British show, but it's American. That's another thing yes, I noticed about yes, it. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, no, I'm going to give it a single point. Look, wow, that One bad. Single point. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the TV has not been great this week, has it? <laughs> <laughs> well, one one show I liked a little more than you. Sure. Yeah. But uh, talking about something I like a little more than you. How I Met Your Father. Uh, Episode 2, FOMO. Determined to live in the moment, Sophia and the gang head to an exclusive new club for a wild night out. Valentina has doubts about her new relationship with Charlie. Sid pushes Jesse to be open about love, and Ellen tries her luck with women at the club. I mean, that was, like, Mm -hmm. not even really a storyline. She just was, like, in the background pretending to hit on people. Yeah, well, Yeah. yeah. She also, from the pilot episode to this episode, the Ellen character changed 180. It's like a whole different, completely different character. (laughs) Not that I mind. I mean, yeah. But uh, no, this was good. Uh, Still gives me good nostalgia feeling. I laughed. Uh, The Mimosa Momoa joke was very funny. That Um, felt very... For, like a joke from the original series from How I Met Your yes. Mother. Like that's yes, something that very. Um, I don't know. It's almost I like, like I can, I'm trying to think of maybe if that kind of joke in some way did happen on that show, and they just you know. I'm but sure I, it did. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd have to. I haven't seen it. I mean, when was the last time I watched How I Met Your Mother? A long time ago. So, right. Um, that was funny, uh, and I think our biggest problem is that love connection that we're supposed to care about because not really me or Luke cares about the love connection in this show. Well, which one? Because we have the two... Uh, we have the, the two... Main char- yeah, 
Well, the main character and... And, and her love interests, love is that what you're talking interests. about? Okay, because she's yeah. got the one that's the local guy, who obviously mm-hmm. is interested in her, but she's more interested in the guy who's in some other country, I don't even remember where he went, Argentina right. or some shit? I, it doesn't right. even matter. I, I'm pretty sure it was South America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I, I, the point of How I Met Your Father, How I Met Your Mother, is like, there's a mystery of who... Mm-hmm who the father is, right? That's the mystery right. aspect of the show. And you kind of have to keep remembering that because hmm. is it going to be Argentina guy? Is it going to be this guy? Is it going to be somebody else? We don't know. Um, right. I think the old, the original show maybe captured that mystery aspect better than better. this one does. Yes. Yes. But we're only in episode two, so uh, we're going to build more... Uh, characters as we go along. I would assume we're going to get mm. other love interests that could be it in this season. You know, it's not going to stick Absolutely. to just these two guys. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I will give it a six point five. Uh, yeah, I'd give it a six. I think it's it's yeah. it's fine. It was good. Uh, mm. we laughed multiple times while we were watching it, and it was <laughs> enjoyable. And uh, it. Yeah. I think I even said at the time like it's it's cheesy, but that's. That's inherent in this show, and yeah, it was inherent yeah. in the original series. The cheese is part of the charm. So Now the question is, did we laugh more of this or something else we will mention later? Okay. And I think maybe we laughed, at least I laughed more of the thing than that we... Well, we, that's also a movie, and it's longer, <laughs> so we had more time to laugh at it, but yes. <laughs> anyway, Squid Game will get the second season. Are you shocked, Luke? I mean, no one saw this coming. Well, that cliffhanger ending, number one, what we said <laughs> when we finished it, excuse me, burp, uh, that it was gonna probably get a second season just because of how popular it was, and that they set it up in the end that it could uh, move into a second season. But I think we also had heard that they were in discussions at some point, or we had talked about that they were um, mm. talking about it, and now it says they officially greenlight season two of Squid Game at Netflix. Uh, the Netflix fourth quarter 2020 earnings review. They were asked whether there'd be a second season, and they said yes. So, um, the question is, does it, you know, are they going to ruin it? I don't know. Uh, let's hope so. Uh, that I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, let's hope so. Let's hope they ruin the show. I don't know. I think. No, no, no. It's. I've seen some think, interviews with the yeah. director and or the writer, the guy who made the show. He mm. takes his shit really seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh talking about other uh, big things, uh Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard. This is not good, I think. Uh there's a lot of uh questions as to whether this is even going to happen, right? Because uh it, it it, it seems like the it says it's a seventy billion dollar acquisition of recently tumbling game studio uh, speaks to the growing large trend of tech companies buying and merging with smaller ones to consolidate power in the tech industry. Uh, this lopsided concentration of power hurts consumers and small competitors in the industry. While many high profile members of the Biden administration are call have called for greater regulation over these antitrust and anti competitive practices. Right. So mm. there's some. Qu- question as to whether 
they should be allowed to do this. I guess I in not uh, if they're going to do this, but you know, it's not good for to create these monopolies of things uh, yeah. where yeah. Microsoft already has their own. Uh, system right and then they buy up this very uh, buy up a bunch of game companies and then it's like uh, all of a sudden you you're buying not only the system from them you're buying the games from them you're paying all the fees uh, f- to them for the monthly service you're also paying mm. them every little uh, microtransaction is all going to Microsoft yeah. all of it like none yeah. no yeah. other company is benefiting from this this um this space, and that's when it gets to be a problem. And also, Activision Blizzard is not a company that's known to be a, an amazing, good company in the first place. So, well, recently they've been found out to be there's, yeah. scan- there's a lot of scandals, and that's probably why Whoa. they are getting picked up now, is because they probably, yeah. as far as um, monetarily, because of all the scandals, the price on of them have probably dropped a lot, and Microsoft was like, oh, we'll pick it up while they're you know, while they're in the dip. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I know both of us are exciting for it. So, I mean, we watch it together every year. Probably we'll watch it together this year as well. Uh, I have no clue who's playing in it. I have no clue uh, even when the final is. <laughs> it's soon. I'm uh, I... I, this is the first week I started hearing about people talking about the Super Bowl, so that's all I know about right. it. I don't even think that uh, they probably know who's going to play in it yet. It's probably yes. it's there's the season is probably still going. So, yeah. But I don't follow me football, Luke, so yeah. I don't. Yeah, me and Luke care so much about sport. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Monday uh, or Sunday uh, the. Uh, Sunday, the 13th of February is Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, But after a considerable backlash from the dance community, the NFL is going to stop asking professional dancers to work for free as part of the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, SAG, um, you know, Screen Actors Guild, uh, the entertainment union that counts dancers among its members, announced in the statement Tuesday that it reached an agreement with the producers of the halftime show at the Super Bowl for for all professional dancers... To be compensated for their labor. So, all these years, when we've watched the halftime show, none of those dancers have been getting paid? Yeah, it seems a little weird, doesn't it? Well, I can understand if you were, like, a single dancer on the stage, because that would be, like, exposure as, like, a performer. Mm -hmm. Because you're the only... You're being seen. But when there's, like, 300 people on a football field... You're not really getting like, exp- like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess you could put it on your resume, but that's about it. Yeah, can you put it on your resume? Oh yeah, I'm sure. As a, like of like, if you're a professional dancer, yeah, you'd be like, yeah. oh, I've I danced in at on this in the Super Bowl halftime show. That's a huge accomplishment oh. as a dancer, yeah. I would think. Um, but if you're, if it's your job, and you're taking probably a day, if not more, like, if you have to travel to where the Super Bowl is, like, and you're doing it all for free, hmm, that uh, seems crazy Mm. to me that people would even entertain the idea of doing that, but... Yeah, no, I guess so. I I mean, celebrity is a very enticing thing. You, that is listening, you, 
should go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. You can get a 30-day free trial of Audible. You can get a free book. And even if you cancel, you won't cancel, trust me, says the man with uh, over a thousand books in his Audible uh, <laughs> account. Uh, uh, yeah, you get to keep the free book. But uh, it's a great service, and they are great supporters of another digital citizen. So go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. No Eurovision this week. Uh, coming next week, right? Coming. Coming soon, coming soon. Okay. I promise. But uh, Alex Baldwin, uh, talking about Alex Baldwin before, he's uh, sued by a family of a Marine for defamation. What is this all about? Uh, he's being sued by a family of a dead Marine for defamation after he accused uh, them of being uh, rioters in the Janu January 6th Capitol attack. Uh, the actor being sued by the family in Afghanistan, claiming Baldwin, 63, falsely accused members of the family of being president at the Capitol riots. The family is now demanding a jury trial, according to court documents which were obtained by People. Uh, the lawyer for Baldwin did not immediately respond for a request for comment. Mm. Uh, Ry Ry oh, Riley, I thought I said Ryan for a second. Riley mm. McCollum was outside the Afghanistan International Airport in August of uh, August 26, 2021, bombing as the U uh, as the U.S. military troops were processing evacuees to be flown out of the country in the Taliban takeover, according to the complaint, mm -hmm. Baldwin allegedly accused Royce of participating in capital tax. Uh, that is, the Marine sister uh, calling her an insurrectionist and a January 6 rioter. I don't know mm -hmm. how the Marine is connected at all to this. <laughs> Uh, they're just saying because the, the Marine died that he shouldn't have done this to the, the family, I guess? Yeah, I, I don't understand this. It's it's a weird story. It says Baldwin has since deleted photos, although Royce, her sister Cheyenne, and Cryon say they received harmful messages and death threats uh, since mm -hmm. Baldwin posted. So uh, neither of them was at the Capitol on January 6th, according to the suit. So that, that would make sense. Um, mm -hmm. defamation is really hard to prove in court, but we'll see what happens with this. Yeah. Uh, I've seen two movies this week. How many have you seen? I also saw two movies. Uh, one of them is the same movie. <laughs> so. Hmm. Is some of them at the same movie? Was that because we saw it at the same time, Luke? Possible. Uh, and then I think possible? it's possible the other movie might be the same movie too, depending. Uh. Okay, what is the second movie? Look, I saw Munich. Oh, you also saw Munich? Uh, the Rand of War, as it's called in Norwegian? It's called The Edge of War here, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, Spy with, movie. Right, starring what? Uh, George McKay, Jeremy Irons, mm. uh, who else? Je Jessica Brown, Finley. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's about... Uh, Hitler invading Czechoslovakia, right? Or it's kind of about mm -hmm. the beginning of the Nazi regime because it all happens mm -hmm. right kind of in the uh, build-up. Like, Hitler's already in power. Uh, 
uh, people don't know how bad he is yet. So some mm-hmm. of the, uh, what the UK is even like deal, uh, what, what's a, uh, negotiating with him and things like that in good faith. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so it's an interesting retrospective in the sense that uh, you as the viewer know what's coming. Uh, yeah, it never happens in the film, but you're like seeing it through a different lens in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Irons as as the British Prime Minister was really good. I well, like Jeremy Irons. He's very um. You just want to strangle him the whole time. Uh, yes, because yes. he's so. Uh, what's the What's a good word for? Uh, standoffish? Uh, yeah. I guess yeah. because as the viewer, you know that this is all going to go wrong. The way he's treating mm-hmm. everything so nonchalantly the whole time. You're, yeah, you yeah. Uh, feel for uh, George McKay's character because he's sitting there going, seriously, we're not doing anything? <laughs> and you're at the same mm-hmm. time feeling the same way. Like, we're not going to do anything about Hitler. This is Hitler we're talking about here. But you got to remember yeah. at the time that it, it wasn't a thing. I got mad because I don't know when this movie came out. That's the thing that upset me about this movie. <laughs> last year. Last year. Yeah. Uh, well, not according to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, IMDb, or a, a lot of other places, uh, or even on Netflix, <laughs> the description says this 2022 film. Uh, but RogerEbert.com says... Uh, says it's yeah. coming out in 2022. So nobody... But... Uh, a lot of places, Google says it's 2021. Nobody can decide when this movie came out. So yeah, yeah, no. But uh, what did you give this movie? Because I gave it a pretty high score. Uh, I give it a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven as well. Um, it felt mm, weird to be put out right now, right as like the mm-hmm. whole uh, very. <laughs> Well, uh, not similar situation, but like this, how the uh, the feeling of the buildup of war with Russia is happening, and then to watch this film, and which mm-hmm. is kind of about the buildup of war with Germany in uh, World War Two, uh, it's eerie. I guess is a good word for uh, watching it is eerie. Definitely. Uh, what was not eerie was the second movie that we saw this week. Look. What was its name again? That is how 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 good it was. When you have to ask. Brazen. 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 Yeah. Uh, starring. That sure was the movie. Alyssa Milano. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you've been a fan of Alyssa Milano in the past. I know you yeah. like you oh, yeah. are a fan of Charmed and other things. I love Charmed. Uh, I I stand behind her as far as I think her political stance on Twitter and stuff. She seems a little uh, out there. I'm not super mm-hmm. into her some of her political stances, but that's here, n- neither here nor there because this movie is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Luke? Uh, this is about <laughs> a woman who is a crime writer oh. uh, who's... Uh, sister is murdered, right? And she's dating a police officer at the. Well, no, she meets the police no, officer because no. yes, her sister dies, and then they start dating. Uh, oh, and they're also neighbors. Oh, and her. Well, no, he was neighbors with her sister who died, who gets killed. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they start dating actually before she dies, right? Because they go on that date. 
So technically, they are dating before the sister dies. Uh, they're just not. Technically, yeah. They're not boyfriend girlfriend yet. They've just gone on a date, but they are dating. Well, <laughs> they they get to be boyfriend and girlfriend very quickly. Maybe in the record. Time. <laughs> they speed run. They speed ran relationships. <laughs> they they are the number one speedrunner of relationships because <laughs> they like met each other she she moves to a new city right uh, into a new house meets the neighbor yes. and uh, goes yeah. on a date the exact same night and then three days mm-hmm. later they're sleeping together right yeah yes um but like we said oh, it, they're going through I mean love is love they say <laughs> when you go through an intense like uh, experience it can in in heighten the uh connections you have with people i guess so maybe that's what our initial thought was uh but yeah her sister gets killed and then it's a murder mystery and she (laughs) she's a crime writer like she writes Mm -hmm. fictional not fiction we find out later in the movie it's not fictional crime she writes true (laughs) crime books but the whole time they never tell you that to like three quarters of the way through the movie so uh, we assume she was yeah. like a fictional crime writer. So the whole time we're going, how is she know? Why or no? Why are the police trusting her as a crime writer that she has all these like details that she she is I like know. this really detail oriented crime investigator um, <laughs> that the police would trust her with the, like these details that they probably shouldn't be telling just a random person, let alone like somebody who's related to the victim of the crime. Uh, but yeah, this also felt like what uh, a lifetime TV show. We thought, right? Oh, this is the most lifetime TV show movie I have seen in my entire life. Like the only thing that was not lifetime was the sex scene. And we would say lifetime movie, but it even felt at certain points in this that there should have been commercial breaks. A TV show, yeah, because yeah. there was like an end to a scene, and then there was it went to black, like. Are they going to cut to commercial now? And then it would go yeah, to a different yeah, scene, yeah. and it was like they took a TV show and just uh, they couldn't sell it, so they cut all the commercial breaks out and smashed it together and called it a movie. That's what it felt like. It also feels like an episode of Special Victims. You know? It does, yeah. It's it does <laughs> NCIS Special Victims. Is that what it is, or whatever yeah, it is? Special yeah, Victims. Whatever unit. it is. Yeah. And C- no, CIS, NCIS, something like that. I don't. Yeah, something. CSI. Like that. But can we just can we just okay spoilers for a shit movie, but uh, uh, I mean the killer. We need to t- talk about the killer because it's the most obvious killer of all time. We knew from the beginning who the killer was. Well, the first time we see the killer, we were like, yes. Uh, well, it's him. <laughs> actually, the first time we see him, we initially were like. Why are you randomly walking up to some person at a school like that you yes. don't actually even know who they are? You're not, <laughs> yeah. and you're just going, "Hey, hello," and then you know their name somehow, like and everything. <laughs> he seems like the worst creep ever. Oh. It was an awful, awful film. Uh, I gave it a point five. <laughs> wow, you're nice. I'm going to give it a zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could definitely go down to a zero. I, I don't know, but it's, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I give it a 0.5 just for nothing, for nothing. Or maybe for the, yeah. I'm going to give it to the comedic 
uh, parts of that guy with the afro, <laughs> the, the other detective he dude. Yeah. He had some, like, had very some few comedic very parts, but he was kind of the um, uh, comedic relief of this movie anyway. Right. So. Yeah. I, I will up it to a half a point as well. In solidarity with him. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about another movie that looks so really amazing. Cough, cough. Uh, the King's Daughter. PG. Oh, it is PG. I thought this mm-hmm. was. I thought this was a at least PG thirteen. No. What year was this filmed? What is this? Looks like it was filmed in the nineties. <laughs> it do- definitely does. Well, that green screen is—that's great green screen wow. effects going on Amazing. there. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan with long hair. I don't think I've ever seen him with long hair like that before. Is this Pirates of the Caribbean? That was a mermaid. Is she gonna have sex with it? She's certainly not in this world. <laughs> hey, that was a that was an Academy Award winning winning film. <laughs> what was it called? Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah. Why does it look like his face is CGI'd onto his head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this looks abysmal. Seriously, that the special effects and the camera work, this all looks like it was filmed like years ago. Yeah, so look, what is this totally Oscar nominated movie all about? The King's Daughter. Um oh. Why is it not opening? Oh, there it goes. Uh, hoping to achieve immortality, King Louis the uh, Fourteenth, played by Pierce Brosnan, captures a mermaid and steals her life force, but a discovery by his illegitimate daughter threatens to ruin the king's plans. Uh, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, not bad, but 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 86% on Fandango, and 79% of Google users liked it. Um... Directed by Sean McNara. It had a budget of 40 million and it has made 750,000. Where did that 40 million dollars go? I guess Pierce Brosnan. They must have. That must be where all the money went. No, Luke. Luke. Money went to the activity book. Oh, that's probably it. It's the activity book on their their website, which looks like something (laughs) off the back of a cereal box. (laughs) So you can go to. You can go to the kingsdaughtermovie.com and you can uh, download, as we did, the activity book. The activity book. Tell us about this activity book. <laughs> oh, well, one, there's two pages. Uh, one is just the coloring sheet that's just a picture of Pierce Brosnan and some woman. Uh-huh. Doesn't even look like the main character. It looks like somebody else. <clears throat> uh, and then a word word jumble and <laughs> the maze word, like the easiest maze possibly ever <laughs> and I don't know what this thing is above the maze it's some kind of tic-tac-toe 
game that I've never seen before? I have, yeah. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's part of the word jumble? I don't know. This is amazing. It is... It looks... So, I want to read some good reviews, because... It's very easy to find shit reviews about this. Okay. But A. Amy Slocum said, This was a great movie. Five stars, by the way. Uh, romance, a mermaid, and Pierce. The scenery was breathtaking. Uh, and uh, then uh, Farron Kuhnen said, uh, Four stars, it was pretty good. I just didn't like the ending song. So, okay. Uh, uh, I went to the IMDb. Here's a bad one. Uh, mm-hmm. Douglas, Douglas Uma IMDb gave it a two out of ten. Stinker, avoid. I read the book and it was pretty good, but they really messed up this movie adaption. Even getting to use uh, Vercelli's as the actual set didn't help. Uh, a kind of unintentional way, some of the crowd scenes look like a new romantic. Adam and the Ants music video and okay, uh, here's a here's a but, decent one. Yeah, but look, look okay. listen to this. But Patel Patel said, "Just beautiful." I will write later for 30, 30 characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one gave it an eight out of ten from Shango Koss. Shangla Koss. Uh, it's been a while since I watched a show with moral values. Great show and heart <laughs> with heart and morals. Just simple and sweet. Take a watch. Uh, you will like it. It's a nice way to start off 2022. Take care, everyone, and God bless you all. God bless us all, indeed. But Reliabu says boring. Two out of ten. Seldom I've felt so detached from all all the characters. I don't care for any of them. The story is dragging along. Genre should be more action uh, adventure. Uh, this ninety seven is situated in in Vercelli. So what's the adventure? It's no big effort is made by writers and is and this is done with no imagination. So. Actually, kind of mixed, mixed thoughts from people, at least on the IMDb. Well, talking about mixed, redeeming love, Angel, who has sold, uh, who was sold into prostitution as a child, has survived through an hatred and self-loathing in eighties, fifties California. When she meets uh, Michael Hossa, uh, she discovers there's no brokenness that love can't heal. So get ready for this. Seven seven point two out of ten on IMDb. Okay, that's extremely high. Rotten Tomatoes ten percent. <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> and then Metacritic thirty one. Ninety one percent of Google users like this movie. Uh, yeah, Abigail Cohen, Tom Lewis is in it. Yeah. A simple passion, a man and a woman are brought together by chance for several months. He is younger, and she is married. Russian, officially a diplomat stationed in Paris, she is a beautiful teacher and researcher with her feet firmly on the ground. The film follows the evolution of their love from the beginning to the end. Um, 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, 56% on Metacritic, starring Letitia Doche. And Sergei Poloni. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's French. That's why. 
the hunting. Uh, when a mysterious animal attacks, leaves a multi-multilated uh, body in the forest. A conservative small town detective must enlist the help of an eager wildlife specialist. Uh, Three point one out of ten on mine. The B. It has a one point five from leisurebite.com. Uh, and Movies and Mania gives it a two out of five. Uh, the Tiger Rising. When a twelve-year-old Rob. Horton discovers a caged tiger in the woods near his home. His imagination runs wild as his life begins to change in most unexpected ways. With help from a wise but mysterious maid and a stubborn new girl at school, Rob navigates through childhood memories, heartache, and wondrous adventures. 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, 76% on Fandango, 80% of Google users like this got Madeline Mills and Queen Latifah, as well as Dennis Quaid, everybody's favorite Dennis Quaid. Uh, this has a budget of $10 million and made $16,541. <laughs> a shot through the wall. Uh, after shooting an innocent Afro-American man in Brooklyn, a Chinese-American cop wades through his uh, guilt as he attempts to navigate the intricate and complicated world of media, justice, and ra racial uh, political in the modern-day New York. Kenny Liu uh, plays in this. Uh, 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. 86 on Rotten Tomatoes, 4 out of 5 on Movie Insider, and 68% of Google users like this movie. Is it okay that I don't want to see any of those movies that we talked about? I mean, if I had to pick one, The Hunting, probably? Yeah, if I had to pick one, a Shooting Through a Wall. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I mean, that doesn't sound super intriguing to me. I mean, yeah, just no. a bad week in general for fi films, I guess. Yeah. Uh, coming next week. And TV. <laughs> news of the week. Uh, TV and movies of the week. Eurovision. Uh, any idea of what's going to be next week? I think Spain. Spain. Okay. Uh, how I Met Your Mother. Oh, how I almost said How I Met Your Mother. I like mm. still want to say that every time I start. Uh, how I Met Your Father, episode three. Uh, and another mm -hmm. digital review of Morbius. Is that still coming out? Let's make sure that's still coming out. I know who's the lead role in that. Uh, that's And that's the only reason why I really want to see it. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Jared Led Leto. Jared, Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Oh, it's got uh, Michael Keaton in it also. And Tyrese. Mm -hmm. mm, is it still coming out, though? Yeah, yeah, it's still coming out. So... Uh huh. On Friday. Okay. We'll I have no interest in seeing this film, but. Uh, but you don't like superhero movies, so right? Why would you? Uh, well, this looks uh, slightly less like superhero. Super like it's not one of the regular superhero superheroes that you see like a million movies made over and over again about. So, but yeah, I'm not interested. Uh okay. Uh, Jeremy Rand, pew 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 pew. Uh, uh, hype, hype house TV show drama 
probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Let's that re- start there. Okay. Uh, I guess when we watched the first two episodes, we didn't, I didn't watch anymore. Have you seen more of it? No. Well, apparently the reason, partial reason this show is so bad, it could have also been bad without this. We don't really know. But they had to cut out an entire person from the television show, which was mm-hmm. in the show, apparently. There was a woman who was in the show very heavily uh, part of the program, and they had to completely get rid of her because of accusations of uh, some kind of sexual improprieties, right? That's what I'm to understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they had to cut out all her her whole part, everything she was... So that probably helped to destroy that show, number one. And mm-hmm. now the person uh, who in the past had said something about these, these sexual improprieties is, has made a video really detailing what happened, right? Did you see mm-hmm. what happened with that? Um, no, I didn't. One of the characters that was still in the Hype House show came out with a mm-hmm. video saying that another member of the Hype House, a female, uh, forced him into sexual uh, things. Um, oh, nice. And he was not happy about it, and... Netflix completely cut her from the show, which was good on Netflix's part, probably. Um, mm-hmm. But he then he had to come out and make make this revealed, and nothing seems like nothing has happened with it mm. other than that so far. But that's the story up until now. So we'll see what all happens with this. Uh, I think she's a TikToker. So, well, I have not seen Joe Rogan in. Very, very long. I did it this week because uh, he had an interview with Jordan Peterson. I just watched the clips. I didn't watch the whole thing. You watched the whole thing? I watched the whole thing, yeah. Okay. I really liked it. Really, really interesting. He 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 in- interests me a lot. I do recommend you checking it out. Uh, there was one part I saw that they posted on like the highlights channel or whatever. It was uh, mm. him talking about. It seems like he's found God, possibly. Question mark? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell, but there was one point where he was talking about the Bible in a way where, like, he's saying the Bible answers all questions mm-hmm. to a degree, right? Which f- comes from a very Christian uh, point of view. I thought he was always non-religious that's what i was to understand yes. about him yeah, yeah. um yeah. but i'm not surprised probably by the people he surrounds him with fr- surrounds himself with that he's being pushed more and more towards the the religion uh because yeah. those are the people that agree with him so i understand why he would do that but uh yeah the guys i mean it's a very controversial the whole thing's controversial because he's controversial joe rogan is now controversial mm-hmm. uh I, yeah, Spotify is now controversial. Did you hear Neil Young is trying to get all of his songs pulled from Spotify because of yeah, Joe Rogan? That, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, nobody cares about Neil Young is the thing. So yeah, you know, I I don't think uh, the Nick Avocado thing. Should we talk about it again? Uh, just that they kind of came to a understanding and it's all good, yeah. or what, what did you... Uh, yeah, 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 that everything is good now, uh, but they're not doing a podcast. Uh, but that even he, they kind of said, like, 
all the money stuff was cool and everything was cool. They they were there's mm -hmm. no beef and that even that it could still happen in the future if Nick fell up to it or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Um Yeah, I was excited for the interview is the thing. Uh Yeah, me too. But if, you know, he didn't feel comfortable doing it or flying or whatever it was, uh then whatever right. I suppose. It's up to I think it was up a to him. combine of, of a lot of things. I just you could have like still done it on online or something. I just, they just wanted yeah. it to be live, I guess. So that you know, whatever. Um Gus Johnson video. We should probably talk about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good apology. Uh, as far as YouTuber apology videos go, it didn't feel sure. disingenuous or anything. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Uh, okay. I, I, I felt like he did uh, exactly what he needed to do in the sense that, like, he didn't try to deny, deny anything or try to spin it in any way. He admitted fault and said... Even said uh, he hopes her best in the future, and it was more about him apologizing to her instead of trying to like make it about mm -hmm. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in yeah. that way, I thought as far as YouTuber apologies go, this isn't going to end up on a bad YouTuber apology compilation in in the future. I don't think so. I agree, but I yeah, mm, I don't know what I feel. I have to be honest. Uh. uh Logan Paul and KSI going undercover uh, at Walmart. That was funny. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're like best friends uh, now, all of a sudden? Yeah, all of a sudden. Uh, did you see the clip that's going around of Bill Maher with, what's her name, uh, Barry Weiss on the Bill Maher no. show? No. Uh, maybe I'll bring that up. Do you have anything else you could go into really quick and I'll try no. to bring that up? I I don't really. So I can pretend to have something, but I don't really have. You anything. don't really have anything. Uh, no. There is a, my dad. My dad's is sick of COVID. Good. Yeah, feel better, dad. Oh yeah, and my dad got yeah. tested and came back negative, so that's good. I was seeing they're talking about that like, um, everybody is inevitably going to end up getting COVID at some point, and that. Mm -hmm. that it's just here to stay. Like, we're not getting rid of COVID. It's not going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. But Bill on Bill... That's, that's actually what the Bill Maher clip is all about. Uh, he's talking about... Um, uh, with, with what's her name? I'm trying to... Oh, right, Barry Weiss. I think this might be it. Um, Meatloaf is, died this week. That's sad. Oh, yeah, that was sad. Look, just looking things up. All right, here I found it. Uh, I saw a few people talking about this video yesterday. I don't know how long we're going to play it exactly, but let's just let it go. Uh, okay. This is from Real Time with Bill and Mark. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. But now that... Yeah, okay. I'm done. With this question? No, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I... I She's... went so hard on COVID, I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. <laughs> oh, got well. To the end of Spotify. Like, we all did I guess the, uh, 
The pandemic's over, Fro, because Barry Weiss is, do is done with the pandemic, so. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. No shake, Sherlock, because nobody wants to take the vaccine. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial no. or to be, you know, smeared as a Trump. It's, I'm sorry. The left wing in America now is starting to, like, be totally anti-lockdowns and stuff, anti-mandates. Cloth masks do not do anything. Yes, cloth masks actually do do something. Like not, they don't work as well as an N95, but they still do something. Realize most importantly that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. Catastrophic moral crime, which is eighty percent, I think, minority students has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. They also have lead in their water still, so. People are killing themselves. Oh my they God. are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. Doesn't it sound like a right-wing talking point? Yeah. Yeah. But it's on Bill Maher. Let's stop it there. Let's stop okay. it there. Yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> this is a new thing, though, in America. Is like, uh, liberals Why? are... Like, liberal... What's a good word for it? Liberal elites are like, we're done with uh, wearing masks. We're done with the COVID, yeah. Right. And it's like... Uh, yeah, because you're rich and entitled, and uh, yeah. people who aren't as lucky as you, people who have autoimmune diseases that can't get vaccines, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, they're dependent on you wearing a mask and uh, doing the things that keep them safe. So it's just a very entitled point of view, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there was a doctor that came out and called her, like, a, a <sighs> child. He was like... On Twitter, I think he said, like, uh, grow up. Why don't you just grow up? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I love you all uh, that listens to this. I say we try to do this next week. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, we didn't even go to M the sexy M&Ms, but that's fine. We'll end... <laughs> With I think M and M's are sexy all all shapes and, and colors, not only the green ones. I think all all M and M's uh, are sexy. Okay. Not, I, I don't even like M and M's. I think they're a, <laughs> unless they're the peanut butter M and M's. But peanut butter jelly, peanut, peanut butter, butter jelly. jelly. Uh, okay. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another di another digital another digital citizen 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 another digital citizen